So there we go. Now, there, there are quite a number of things that I would want to be talking about. And the Kingdom Training School, that is the KTS, especially, has two major models in there. Um, the first one is what you are seeing here, the kingdom is here, which describes the kingdom age. And then the second one is a whole a book that is written by a friend of mine called Abraham John. Abraham was in Ghana in March. Um, he came in the 2nd of March. We had a meeting together. He left 3rd of March. He returned to Ghana again, I think, um, on the 4th or on the 5th, 6th of, of March, back to Liberia and then off to the U.S., um, uh, he's a good gentleman. He's been blessed with such perspective on the kingdom that um, makes you to begin to realize how relevant life is and how you ought to be um, functioning in this realm. Um, Abraham is a good friend. And so I'm going to get Abraham to join in one of the sessions and maybe even ask him to teach one of the, the sessions um, um, in the kingdom training school. So this is going to take you up for about 12 weeks. Now, I've also always said, I'll come back to Abraham again. I've always also said that um, if you sit in, say, the church I lead, the ministry that I lead, and you pay very uh, rapt attention to the things that I say, the things that I teach, you would possibly come to the point where a lot of things that are taught in a Bible school you would know them, but that will be over a period of time. Because I have a personal philosophy, which is that everybody is a leader and ought to be treated as such. I believe that whatever that is taught to people who are leaders should be taught to every believer. Um, in my personal study and discovery, in looking at Jesus Christ, when um, he was living, he gave some specific instruction. And he said, he that believes, these signs shall follow. He didn't say he that believes and becomes a pastor or a church leader, these signs shall follow. So I basically believe in, um, in fact, in Matthew chapter 28, he goes on to say that all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, therefore go. And therefore go, he was talking to his uh, disciples who were, uh, should we say, they were 11 at the time, but let's say they were 12. And they were a representation of the whole at the time. They were standing in as... Um, as, as the conduit to connect to many who will receive the same instruction to be able to walk in God. So uh, one of the questions I've asked myself is that when people become born again for church leaders, pastors, church administrators, what exactly do we introduce them to? What do we say to them? It's very, very important. Oftentimes people are introduced to something um, that is so low in a manner and with a belief that they are not able to function within those realms. But if you understand, you will notice that Jesus Christ is not planted in anybody uh, partially. Like half of Jesus Christ is planted, and then over a period of time, Jesus Christ will grow in you. No. Jesus Christ is planted in you full. Jesus Christ is planted in you in full capacity, in full grandeur, and therefore, it becomes so important that um, we engage correctly we um, um, uh, engage believers correctly rather than just putting them on the shelf and believing that these ones don't belong here or cannot function um, within the sphere of several things, several things um, 
that should be taking place. So I want to, I want to challenge you this um, uh, afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. I want to challenge you so that you can um, embrace yourself for impact. Embrace yourself for impact. So coming back to Abraham, Abraham is blessed with the perspective on the kingdom and um, he's one of the most accurate voices on the kingdom today. And I'm so pleased to be one of his friends. Uh, he calls me brother. Even some of the books that he has published, I tell you this in secret, Abraham shares them with me. Um, when others are buying it online, he just sends them to me. It tells you how much he loves me. He said, you are my brother. You can have anything of mine. Um, recently, he said that uh, I really miss you. I wish you were in the U.S. so that we can strategize about the kingdom advance. So if, you, if I should call you that I'm in the U.S., just know that Abraham and friends have done something in that regard. So God bless you. Now, I'm going into the teaching now, and I'm going to flip my screen a bit, um, a bit more into the PowerPoint. There are several things we are going to look at tonight. And I believe it's going to be wonderful as we look at these things. Now, we want to talk about the kingdom is here. We want to discuss something about the kingdom age. Oftentimes, when we talk about the kingdom, people begin to think that the kingdom will come when we die and we go to heaven. But unfortunately, that is a wrong perception altogether. The kingdom has been in motion. In fact, in God's original design, and we will find that when we start looking at rediscovering the kingdom, which is the subject written by my friend Abraham, we will find that, that right from the very onset of creation, it has been God's nature and God's purpose to get his kingdom to go forward. Uh, I quote a scripture in Isaiah 51, the verse 16. It says that for he has covered you in the shadow of his hands and he has put his word in your mouth that you will spread the heavens. God's original intent is that man will be able to spread the heavens, will extend the influence of the heaven, all the goodies of heaven, the power, the glory, the majesty, the provision right in this realm. Now, it begins to tell you how important you are within or how important we are within the scheme of God's dealings and God's plan. So I don't want you to begin to think about the kingdom as something that happens when we die and go to heaven, but begin to think about the kingdom as something that has been with us uh, from God's original intent, and that will forever be and will be God's finality. The kingdom is God's beginning. The kingdom is God's finality in all that he is doing in the earth. Everything we see in the earth today is stood out of the kingdom. Every functionality, even what we call that the devil is attacking churches, attacking humanity, and destroying things everywhere, it is flowing in tandem with kingdom purpose and kingdom mandate. There is nothing that is amiss. When we stumble and we make mistakes, Bible says all things work together for good. So uh, there is a grand divine plan that governs everything that we do. And at the end of this discussion, I would, I would um, bring you to the point where I will quote a few scriptures. I'll quote a few scriptures in in the book of um, 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 in the book of Daniel, uh, just a moment. 
in the book of Daniel and show you clearly how God is, uh, has an intent towards us possessing the kingdom or having the kingdom. So ready yourself as we go through this. And these conversations are conversations for the mature. So let's look at the kingdom is here. And what are we discovering about the kingdom is here? We are discovering the Lord, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, his kingdom, and ultimately his purpose. The revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, his kingdom, and ultimately his purpose. So this is the kingdom is here, part one. We're going to have about six sessions of 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 this uh, particular teaching now the kingdom age let me ask a question readily and if you have an answer you can just unmute yourself from that end and you you because i want you to be engaging and interactive at some point we'll read the scripture we'll read it together and i'll ask you what do you identify or you see readily in the scripture and we will talk about it and then i move into the teaching within this one hour 30 minutes now um, if we talk about the kingdom age, when do you think, I think I've given an answer already. When do you think the kingdom age really began? I think I've given an answer partly. When do you think the kingdom age began? So um, in this verse, uh, these few verses that we see, the Bible says, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, the verse 26 through 28, it says, whose voice then? So it means that there has been an occurrence there has been a previous occurrence and the writer of Hebrews is going to report um, a certain situation. It says, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, yet once more, meaning that which went before is about to repeat itself or is already repeating itself. Whose voice then shook the earth, now he has promised saying, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. The verse 27. Now this, yet once more. What does it mean? This yet once more. What does it mean? It indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of those things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now, so you're reading these verses and you can begin to uh, compare and contrast and you can begin to look at it side by side where he's talking about whose voice then shook the earth and yet once more, he is going to shake the earth again. And in that sense, he's saying that he's going to shake the things that are made. Now, immediately you read that, you can flip the other side and see that the things that are not made in that the things that are not made by human power, human strength, engineered by humanity, will remain steadfast and will continue. Now, the verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving, because of that which has gone above and that which is about to happen, that which has preceded and that which is about to happen, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Now, this is the writer of Hebrews talking. And let's begin to look at some critical, important things about the kingdom age. Some critical and important things about the kingdom age. The first thing I want us to begin to think about is that it is um, critical, it is undeniable 
that the current situation we find ourselves all over the world, the global pandemic, um, I was hearing somebody talk today that China has, uh, they've hospitalized one person already, a situation in which I think the person's knee, uh, uh, sorry, nails, one nail or something becomes black and therefore I, I see some kind of uh, pandemic situation about to rise again or something. I was hearing something like that. Being it true, being it false, what we know is that it is undeniable that the current situation and the coming upheavals, the coming upheavals, they constitute the part of the series of events that will finally kick in the finish. But where we stand today is not the end. So the scripture is talking about shaking, that he will shake the things that are made as of the things that are being removed. Now, I want you to also have this at the back of your mind that humanity um, has gotten to the pre-nest crisis threshold. We are just standing at the verge of another crisis. In life, either we are coming out of one, one crisis or we are in one and we are trying to work our way through. And that um, um, the earth is going to be gripped with another sense altogether and it's important that we prepare ourselves and understand the place of the kingdom inside all the shaking. Understand, um, the scripture said that since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us have grace. So in the midst of the shaking, is a kingdom that is showing. In fact, it's either the kingdom is the arrival of the kingdom is causing a mighty shaking. It may be flowing out of satanic strategies, it may be flowing out of human mistakes, or it may be flowing, it may be flowing out of divine purpose. But ultimately, we know that everything is governed and ruled by God. The book of Daniel says that in Daniel chapter 2. It says that God governs or he rules in the affairs of men. He appoints kings, he removes kings, he set their number of days and the number of time that they need to be, uh, be enforced. So what we need to know is that the events leading to the end cannot be fixed by any human genius because we cannot solve problems from the same level of consciousness that we have created it. The events that are leading the events leading to the end or the end time or the end of the age, the finish, the finality cannot be fixed by any human genius. It will take a supernatural entrance within the context of man so that we'll be able to move things forward. We'll be able to cause life to change. Now, as it stands today in our generation and even generations to come, Coronavirus is one of the most clear, significant, life-altering global event that cuts across every divide. Muslims, Christians, pagans, atheists, righteous, unrighteous people, everybody is, um, um, is subjected to the same frailty. In Ghana, the Nogopo Shrine, um, during, uh, I think, when the government issued the first banned or the lockdown on gatherings or whatever. The Nogoko Shrine was one of the people that postponed their gathering. That, should, that, should, that is laughable if you, if you think about it. That is really laughable. So what God is saying is that 
I will shake not only the earth. We want to begin to analyze what exactly God is shaking. I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And it indicates the removal of the things that are being shaken. That the things that are being shaken are things that are made, made by man, made from hell, um, 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 out of man's wisdom, out of man's ingenuity. So the shaking of the earth, what does the earth symbolize? One, it actually means the visible physical earth realm. We talk about the material universe. The visible physical earth realm. It will not be a surprise that we are going to see massive flooding. We are going to see typhoons. We are going to see hurricanes. We are going to see disasters. We are going to see all kinds of cataclysmic events taking place. That is, that is a shaking of the earth. So God is saying, I will shake the physical earth. We're going to see um, earthquakes and all. And this season, these seasons of life, they are not pleasant. They are difficult moments. Now, shaking of the earth, what does it symbolize? It means anything made by man. And as, you, as we, we, we talk about these things, we have to begin to judge for ourselves and analyze for ourselves whether I am living or I am clothed or I am endowed with things made of man. If I say made of man, we are talking about fundamental principles by which life is lived. We are talking about um, ideology, philosophy, foundations of life. If my foundation is hinged on human philosophies, uh, 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 principles of this world, then as the shaking continues and the systems of the earth is shaking, economics, politics, all of those, then I will be shaken and removed with it. Shaking of the earth represent, represent things that are manufactured, or let me say, uh, let me put it this way, hell manufactured systems and problems. Problems that are manufactured by the devil. All of these things are going to be shaken. What it symbolizes is that we are going to see tremendous, unspoken, unheard of, um, mighty miracles as God begins to shake the satanic realm as well. Even the atheists could not call their meetings. The voodoo people could not call their meetings because of COVID-19, for example. And we are living at the threshold of pre-nest crisis. So it's important how we prepare ourselves. There will be mighty miracles as God shake every satanic systems and problems manufactured. I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Things that are... Uh, 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 can be shaken and be removed. Basically, it represents anything that cannot stand the test, the nature, the characteristics of God that is not built on eternal principle. And let me pause here and make a statement that the thing that is of eternal value is the spiritual. The thing that is of eternal value is the spiritual. Look, we will be blessed we would work in miracles, we will work in finances, we will work in breakthroughs of high magnitudes, so long as we are with God, so that our pursuit will not be after material things, but after eternal things. That every action that we take will be an action that is hinged, that is hinged on powerful eternal principles. 
the only thing that of eternal value, that is of eternal value, is the spiritual. So if you are building your life, as much as you make more money, you raise businesses, you marry, um, you have opportunities, you get scholarship, you go to school, remember that everything ultimately is tied to eternity because everything will be shaken. Did you notice that during this pandemic, this, for, for example, that oil prices dropped till they became zero. In fact, even went negative. Tio is a finance guy, so you would have probably come across the, the, the news readily. Every oil became so cheap that you, 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 you was in an agreement for such barrels of oil. Ordinarily, they should have just given it to you to take, to take for free. Oil became totally useless and cheap. The systems of the world are shaking. Now, if, if, let me move further. Let me move further. Let me move further and explain something. It says that I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And it is the shaking and removal of the things that are made. And it says the heavens will be shaken. It speaks of the invisible and spiritual realm. The shaking of the heavens represents invisible and spiritual realm. Invisible and the spiritual realm. It speaks of things that are lofty. They look like God. They smell like God. They talk like God. They behave like God. It is what I describe as imported form of Christianity. It is man-made Christianity, man-made religious position. All of these things are being shaken. Look at what is happening in Turkey right now. That the Islamic court has ruled that um, a temple that was built within the Byzantine Empire, the era of the Byzantine Empire, is now given to Muslims to, to, um, to be used as a mosque. Everything is being shaken. Even the things that look like God, that are lofty, that we have believed in, that we have held onto, and we have called spiritual, and we have called good, all of those things, suddenly, you begin to ask yourself, what has happened to all these things. You are wondering what really has taken place in the earth. And we need to pay attention that something is happening in the earth. And um, you hear pastors beginning to say that, um, you, you hear that pastors beginning to say that um, 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 is the devil. COVID, for example, is of the devil. No, no. Something is shaking from the heavenlies and the earth realm. The shaking of the heavens represent. Um, uh, resistance structures in the realms of the heavens. The resistance structures in the realms of the heavens. There are resistance structures that have laid nations captive, taking hold of nations, taking hold of, of kingdoms. Just a moment. Taking hold of nations and families and taking them ransom. All of those resistance structures that have held people bound are, are being broken down. Barriers are giving way. The realms of the spirit is becoming thinner and access to divine revelation is, is, is rampant. What God is shaking in the heavens, he is shaking the compromise um, structures of dark authorities, dark authority system and human authority system. So you can see governments making decisions that are incredibly foolish. 
that are incredibly crazy. And you wonder whether these men and these women are people who went to school and people who had awards of certain magnitude. Every system is being shaken. Dark demonic structures are being removed, are being shaken. God is judging. The shaking and the removal indicates several things. The shaking and the removal indicates several things. And remember, we are talking about the kingdom age. The kingdom is here. And God's word says that since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, it is happening inside the realm of shaking, but, the, but that kingdom cannot be shaken. That cannot be removed. What does the shaking and the removal indicate for us? Now, I'm going to take you on, on a detour um, away from that scripture we just looked at. And we begin to look at Daniel and we trace a bit of the kingdom age and we see how powerful it is that God has brought us into this season. And I believe that you'll be full of joy that you find yourself in this season and that you are a part of what God is doing in the earth today. And it will shift your, your, your position. It will shift all that you are doing and bring you to the position where you begin to function more powerfully. You begin to function more effectively than you have done. More effectively than you have done. More powerfully, more effectively than you have done. Now, the shaking, according to Daniel chapter 2, um, if we look through um, um, scripture, we see that there is an increase of God's kingdom and the destruction of empire. According to Daniel chapter 2, we see that God's kingdom is elevated, whereas the empires, or we call them kingdoms of men and of devils, satanic powers, are all diminishing and being destroyed. Two powerful icons that we see embedded in the word of God is the word empire, which I describe as the kingdom of men and the kingdom of God, the kingdom which is of God. These two icons are worth examining. The kingdom of Christ um, um, must exist powerfully in our hearts and we must become, or it must become the bedrock through which every action is taken. Remember, I said earlier that every action, everything we do, everything that happens in the earth is an extrusion, has a hinge on God's grand plan of taking the kingdom somewhere. Now, we will look at the earth and we say, come on, things are going bad and things are not going the way it's supposed to go. But everything is working and working ultimately to achieve God's purpose and God's ultimate rulership and power. I said that by the time we finish this conversation, I will read some scriptures in Daniel chapter 7. And I'm sure you will sit back and begin to think, wow, why would God put me in the earth at this time? So long as you have breath in you, ready yourself for kingdom advance. Ready yourself for kingdom impact. Let's read Daniel chapter 2. And at this point, I want us to engage and interact for just some few minutes. I want us to engage and interact for some few minutes. These notes are loaded, but I want us to engage for some few minutes. And what I want you to do is that we will read through this, and I want you to look at it and tell me what you see. What jumps out uh, at you? What do you perceive? in the context of discussing the kingdom of God rising while the empires of men and of devils diminishing. What exactly do you see in this? So I'll start reading from the verse 27. 
Daniel answered. Okay, so you know the background. The background is that um, um, the king Nebuchadnezzar have had a dream. He can't remember the dream. Uh, neither can he even find interpretation for that dream. So uh, the king gave an instruction to the astrologians, magicians, and all. If you understand the Babylonian system, they, they practice all kinds of witchcraft and um, astrological uh, 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 activities that some of them were imported from the East into the realm. So they believe in astrologers predicting the, times, the, time, the signs of the time and the seasons and all. However, um, at this juncture, when Nebuchadnezzar have had his dream, nobody can tell the dream and nobody can interpret the dream. So there was real confusion and Nebuchadnezzar threatened to kill everybody. The news finally got to Daniel. Now, if you look at Daniel's complimentary card in those days, he didn't have a complimentary card that was uh, named uh, governor of so and so and so. Daniel's complimentary card was that he was the head of all astrologers. That was Daniel's complimentary card. He was the head of all astrologers and magicians. This is a prophet of God. This is a futurist. This is somebody that carries the design and the secrets of heaven, but he is regarded as um, the head of astrologers. Today in modern Christianity, we would have gone on demonstration, we would have screamed and all. Um, I just chip in that to begin to cause you to move away from a religious frame of thinking to something more relevant and powerful. How do we exist powerfully inside the earth? The kingdom of God must exist powerfully inside us and every action of ours must extrude out of that. So Daniel chapter 2, the verse 7 down. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers, these are all devil worshippers, cannot declare to the king, cannot declare to the king. The confusion that the king is in, they can never speak to that matter. They cannot bring answers to it. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has made known to Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Take note of some of this. What will be in the latter days? Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. As, you, as for you, O king, O king, thoughts came to your mind while you were on your bed. People who are prophetic, when you read these kind of scriptures, you would begin to see how prophetic happens. It thoughts came into your mind while you were on your bed about what about what will come to pass after this. And he he who reveals secrets made known to you what will be. The verse thirty. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than any, anyone living. But for our sakes, who have made known the interpretation to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. Very powerful. The verse 31. For you, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image a great image whose splendor was excellent stood before you and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold 
its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out with her hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, now are you paying attention? Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floor. There is no time for us to talk about the threshing floor, but if there is another time, we will look at it because it's even not part of um, the, teaching, the teaching notes. But there is a whole lot to look at about the, thresh, the threshing floor or the threshold. Now, the wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And, a, and the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now, we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. It continues. And I think this is the last slide on the scriptures. But after you, after you shall rise another kingdom inferior to yours. After you shall rise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another. The a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. Inasmuch as an iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything, and like an iron that, cr that crushes, the kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. The kingdom will crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toe partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Huh. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and uh, no, partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. This is a very beautiful um, um, conversation here. Now, I want to just ask you real quickly within the next five minutes, tell me what do you see? What struck you as you read through it? As we read through this, what struck you? What caught your attention? What stood out for you? Just unmute yourself and let's flow. What stood out for you? Who is, who is speaking? What stood out for you? What stood out for you? Oh, who is speaking? This one, this one, every answer is correct. <laughs> what stood out? What stood out? What stood out? Who is? Okay, me. Okay, okay so Tio, go ahead, Tio. Yeah, um, 
from what we read, you know, which uh, foretells about what's going to happen in the future. Okay. Uh, of course, some of them have you know, already happened. Okay. And, and that tells me that, I mean, uh, God is not confused about wow. all that is happening. Wow. You know, yeah, like, oh, this happening, you know, scientists can't find cure. Everybody is running to government, you know, uh, scientists um, are all over. They don't know what to do. And of course, you uh, have, you know, men of God, you know, saying one thing or the other. And you're like, in the midst of all this confusion, you know, what is God saying, you know, is... But we know that God uh, has already determined the end from the beginning. Wow. So um, this scripture, you know, tells me that um, God is aware and he's not confused. And he definitely is saying something about it. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, just before, just before any other comment, I see um, Stephen's microphone unmuted. So just before any other comment, please excuse me my email address is not a dot com it's dot org i made a mistake it's not a dot com it's dot org so don't take it as dot com it's dot org steven please go ahead what what do you have on your mind what what stands out for you okay can you hear me perfect i can hear you today very clear that's good <laughs> i'm looking at the whole scenario mm. It's quite interesting that the kingdom of God should have been known far better and earlier. Wow. Wow. Go ahead. Mm. But we find ourselves in a situation whereby we are also confused as Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> and when, when, you, when you look at it closely, you also notice that all these things happen when a seed was being sown. Mm. But the Bible was talking about was talking about the, the kingdom was also describing that a seed was being sowed. Mm. And that seed that was sown at the night, the devil mm. also came to also sow his seed. Mm. So mm. during the day, the king might be walking around thinking through what can what can he do or what can he contribute to mm. the society. Mm. That king can also connote as a president mm -hmm. thinking mm -hmm. and trying to put strategies and mm -hmm. trying to in place to be able to access and gain powers mm -hmm. but during the night that was when he had a dream and that dream came in as a surprise because he least expected to see those things that he saw mm. so you can also look at it that we all came into surprise when we realized that there is a pandemic or there's a virus mm -hmm. which which hit the entire nation mm -hmm. and now nobody has a clue how bad they can solve it Mm -hmm. But Daniel stood out mm. Mm. with a clarity mm. Mm. because he understood the things of the kingdom. Mm. Mm. And he was not troubled because with what the king was going through, no, no any other human being mm. would be able to tell what is happening. Mm. And God is telling us that if we really understand what we believe in, then we should not be troubled about what we are seeing around us. Whoa. Because Whoa. that threshing flow always happened Whoa. when the wind blows it away. Wow. Wow. That's my contribution. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Daniel, God, first of all, God is not confused about all that is going on. 
and Daniel stood out. The kings of the nations are confused. Okay, so who is who is coming through with? What do you see in these verses that we've read in relation to the kingdom? It's it's quite loaded. There's a lot in there. What do you see? What do you see? Yeah, I would like to add something to what Steve said. Please do. Um, with regards to what he said, if we refer to Jeremiah 8, where he says that even the stock mm-hmm. in the sky knows his appointed seasons, mm-hmm. but uh, it continues to say, but my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like he was saying, it's so unfortunate. We should have discerned to know. Wow our God, like to, to know the times and the seasons, but unfortunately always it hits us before we, we take decisions. We take decisions. Because I remember um, we, we used to, like, I remember we used to be in church and we were told about a time will come we'll do this virtual church and all mm. those things. It's mm. as if mm. it's as mm. if the future will never come. We live anyhow. Like, mm. Mm. we mm. just don't take things. We just Things hit us is like we rather learn from the Babylonian system. Like mm-hmm. we carve our things out of their system. Mm-hmm. We don't actually have ours. Always mm-hmm. we try to shape our <laughs> our things out of what they do. Mm-hmm. Whilst we rather have that wisdom because um coming back to Daniel 2, mm-hmm. where we read, mm-hmm. um where he actually had the revelation, mm-hmm. he spoke about. Um, sorry, Just take your time. He spoke about. Uh, he reveals um, hidden. Daniel said, um, "He reveals yeah, the I secrets or the hidden things. They depend on the translation you are, you are using." Yeah, it says, "Praise be to the God forever and ever. Wisdom and power in." are his mm-hmm. he changes times and seasons mm-hmm. he disposes kings and raises up others he gives mm-hmm. wisdom to the mm-hmm. wise and all he reveals deep and hidden things hidden he things. knows what lies in darkness and light dwells in him ah, so if ah. we as kingdom people mm-hmm. we know who we serve like mm-hmm. we have to really tap this before it hits us or that's right when we should know the mind of god way with that thing way before yeah, Sorry. I said way before it happens. Way, even way before when it happens, we should, we should know what is happening. Mm. What is the mind of God concerning that? Mm. So there are a lot, like some of them, I don't know the scripture to it, but it's to a song that says, um, I'll praise you in the storm. So mm. he even worked in the storm. Mm. God is in the storm, no matter mm. how it is. And uh, it says in Isaiah 60, arise for your light has come. Take darkness, you know, it talks about darkness, but mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. in there, it would mm-hmm. always this will happen, the shaking will be there, but his glory, it all comes back to God. Mm. I don't know whether we hit it. Yeah, 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 hit it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing to know that in the midst of the shaking, there is divine order. Mm-hmm. It is not like things are chaotic and everybody should be running, helter skater. Yes, it's painful that people may be losing their job at this time. People may be losing their livelihood. Opportunities may be gone. Maybe you had plans. In fact, a um, few days before the lockdown, 
my wife was out of the country. If she had not come down, they would have locked her out in, in South Africa. And if I would have been here for, the, for, for, for four months, five months, and she wouldn't, be, she wouldn't be here. You see, so several things are happening. And even, even to the extent that preachers, wonderful people, lovely people are losing their lives. These are painful circumstances, but nevertheless, there is a divine order that is prevailing. Um, any more thoughts? Who wants to throw in uh, another thing? Welcome, Techno Pop to Power. I love this Techno Pop to Power. God bless you. So uh, tell me, who, who, who are something else? There's so much loaded in this verse, and it's not everything we can discuss. There is divine order, God is not confused. We should have had advanced knowledge. We should have had answers. Imagine Daniel, who was not there when Nebuchadnezzar was dreaming, is able to go and have the dream played to him exactly and comes back with the complete information and interpretation of the, of the dream. He even bypasses the king, just like Stephen said, like the precedents, they are confused. A lot of try and error. Medicine, a lot of try and error. A lot of try and error. So we stand at a threshold at this time, and there will be further thresholds that will come up. Now, um, let me just, if there are no further comments, let me just- Can I come? Oh yes, do, do, Stephen, do. <laughs> this particular scripture has a lot and is very loaded. Yes. Um, I ask myself that, don't we have any Daniel in our days? Okay. So that is where God wants to raise us now. Mm. And, and when you read about Daniel, you realize that he, how he addresses himself or his, his, his mission statement or on his complimentary card or any other thing that you can know of him, he said, I, Daniel, understood books. Mm. And I asked myself that, what about our people that we, we hype them and we always praise them that they are powerful man of God and all those things? Mm. Didn't they also understood these kind of books that mm. Daniel understood during his days? Mm. That he was able to liberate his people from what they were going through. Mm. Mm. So the kingdom is not something that has been hidden from us, mm. but the kingdom is something that is within us. And I've noticed that the discovery of the kingdom is what, um, for me, I miss because the foundation was not right. Mm. And out of that, I will not be able to understand what Daniel is saying until I get the foundation right. Mm. Mm. And that can also connote to what Nebuchadnezzar was going through because he did not have that kind of foundation of which Either. Daniel went through. Mm. Mm. So because of that, the kingdom is not something that is physical. Mm. If it is physical, then the book at Nezah could have easily solved it. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. not something that is tangible. It's not something that you can touch. It's not something that you can feel mm -hmm. of which we have in our days that you need to see it before you believe it is happening. Mm -hmm. And that is what is happening in our days that it took all of us by surprise. That is this thing really, really true? And it's amazing what happened. This is just a little thing I want to share. This morning, this dawn, I was doing worship. And, uh, I was doing worship. 
And I heard that if he breathed into us mm -hmm. for us to have life, mm -hmm. and someone wants to take life from you, mm -hmm. and I was asking myself, what, what does this thing really mean? So during the day, I, I was just thinking about what I had uh, done. And it simply means that now the life of which he has given unto us has become a life in disguise, mm. which, which means we need to close our nose, the air that we're supposed to breathe in to have the necessary oxygen. Now we have limited oxygen to our body. Mm. And out of that, a lot of people are just going just like that. Mm. Mm. So we need to be kingdom-minded. Mm. As in the days of Daniel, he was kingdom-minded and he was able to liberate his people from where they were and deliver the king as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let me just make a comment and then I'm going to run through these verses and then we analyze it quickly. Now, you would, you would notice that Daniel lived right inside, inside Babylon and he was not affected. Daniel was not singing the song, this world is not my home. I am just passing through. Heaven is not, uh, something, something. Na, 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 na. The angels beckon me to heaven's open door. I cannot be like home in this world anymore. Daniel was not singing that song. Daniel exists powerfully in the midst of Trump world, in the midst of Akufuado world, in the midst of um, Nigeria, if I'm saying, um, uh, uh, Buhari's world, being it good, being it corruption, Daniel exists powerfully there and began to ask a single person, young boy, who was brought in 16, 17 years of age or so into Babylon. He existed powerfully inside that world and began to influence it. And it is almost as if that there, it's, it's important that we have to go back and look at the person like Daniel and Joseph and understand that, that the world Babylon could not impact Daniel, but Daniel rather impacted Babylon. Let's read um, uh, these few verses and then let's go into the interpretation. It says, as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. Daniel is interpreting further. But they will not adhere to one another. There will not be unity. There will not be agreement. Just as iron does not mix with clay. He goes on to say, and in the days of these kings, oh my God, in the days of these kings, not when we die and go to heaven, in the days of, of the bronze, the gold, the silver, the iron, the mixture of iron and clay, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will not, not uh, will try to, will set up a kingdom which can never be destroyed. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which, can, which, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. And the kingdom shall not be, to be left to other people. It shall break in pieces. What it means is that the kingdom will not be taken over by other people and mangled and made useless. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever, inasmuch as 
in as much as you saw the stone cut out of the mountain without hands and it break in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver the gold the great god has made known to the king what will come to pass after this the dream is certain and interpretation is sure very beautiful let's begin to examine the book of Nezah's dream the kingdom age and let's begin to see yes that god began creating god be, began um, when man when he created man and he began with a kingdom and expected that adam and eve would have maintained the kingdom flow across every structure of of um, uh, humanity god actually created adam to be able to be the manager the ruler the governor and have authority over the material literally have authority over the material universe by extending his kingdom but adam failed now in daniel's uh, uh, interpretation he begins to point to us that in the time that the kingdoms will begin to uh, surge god will also plant his kingdom right in the midst of it now so the first thing we want to take note is that the human body structure was used to describe nebuchadnezzar's vision and it was in the form of a man a human being a man it symbolizes therefore uh, the set the setup of um, satanic and uh, satanic powers and structure manifested through human forms now what it means is that the kingdom of the world were going to be literally manifested through human beings not not necessarily we waiting and then we say some some um, uh, nephilims will come into the earth no the kingdoms of the world are manifested being satanic powers and structures are manifested through human human forms satan's it also defines satan's capacity and structure to perpetuate to perpetuate through what seemingly looks just like human beings so we we we, we have to as much as there may be devils behind the scene let's begin to see the fact that satanic kingdom stretches and goes further through human forms through human forms now it also speaks about a revelation of a future history of world powers kingdoms and powers um, empires of men world powers and kingdoms so um there's a mixture of something taking place satanic influence working through human beings and establishing world powers kingdom powers so you can talk about china uh, the communist communist region against the west and the battle that they are all uh, ongoing now the battle for global uh, uh, supremacy for finances for technology for 5g there's a whole lot of battle that is going that is ongoing and that is not what we want to talk about readily now it also tells us or gives us a picture of how the world system and the, empire, the empires of men will function it's they will function like men the structure of men the vision that is being um described that speaks um, of 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 man um, of the kingdoms being in human body structure tells us of how these empires will function it also reveals the times of crisis that will strike the earth this whole vision because the stone came to strike it at the feet it also speaks of the crisis that will strike the earth so don't don't think covid is the last crisis to hit the earth there will be much more crisis and i use the phrase we live in a pre-nest crisis phase of life. Pre-nest crisis phase of life. Um, the dream clearly reveals 
the strategies of heaven as well. How the kingdom of Christ will strike, destabilize, and destroy the kingdoms of the earth. Now let's go further and begin to examine this vision. The make of the empires. How do these empires look like? What is their makeup? Firstly, the empires, and I'm giving you a broad, a general brush of all the empires. So firstly, the empires, apart from it coming in a human form or human structure um, and um, the revelation of satanic powers working through, firstly, the empires of the earth are described using precious metals or minerals as of gold, bronze, silver, and iron mixed with clay. Symbolic of earth-based inferior standard compared to the kingdom of God, which is described as a stone. I hope you understand this. The second thing is that it's, um, it's the kingdoms in general, there is a continual and inevitable degradation. The quality of the empire have been decreasing from the very onset when it came into force. Come on. This is something that must live in your heart if you're a kingdom person. And this will make you bold and make you confident when you live right inside the heart of the functionality of the kingdom. What is happening is that right from the very onset, the kingdoms and the empires of the earth has been decreasing in quality, in power, in supremacy, in everything. So if today another block springs up in the earth and is the next superpower, it is just what we are beholding is an inevitable continual degradation of that empire. Thirdly, while the earth's empire um, uh, is in a downward trade, the movement of the kingdom as represented by the stone is one of increase, growth, expansion, and occupation. You read that and the stone grew and grew and filled the entire earth. And that is the believer. That is the kingdom people. That is the kingdom business. That is that brother, that sister that is working in the kingdom. That is that president that has, uh, that has embraced a kingdom position. And let's identify and be sure that, look, it is possible to be, a, to be in the kingdom and a follower of Christ without being a part of organized Christianity. It is possible that you can walk with Christ without being a part of organized Christianity. So there will be men and women who will not attend your church. Look, one of my friends in Trinidad, yesterday we were chatting. In fact, today we were supposed to, be, we were supposed to hook up and laugh and pray together and all. And so my friend, uh, I checked on him. I said, brother, I miss you. He said, come on, I miss you too much. And then he said, look, today I met somebody of significance, importance in the earth. I said, whoa, whoa who is this person? Tell me about him. He said, I met this gentleman who is an ambassador for the UN. And he's lonely. He's left church, but he's full of the kingdom when he interacts with him. He needs friendship. And I want to bring him around. We pray with him. We prophesy over him. And you have a company we interact. And we see what God has for us. Look, there are men and women who are not. Let me repeat these things. I said, firstly, the empires of the earth are described with precious metals, gold and bronze and silver and iron and clay. And they all symbolize earth-based inferior standard and quality as compared to the kingdom described as a stone. 
You heard a song, it says, <laughs> Now let's continue. The second thing is that there, there is an inevitable, continual, progressive degradation of the quality of the empires right from the onset. It moved from gold, it came, from, it came down to bronze, it came to silver, it came to iron, and then iron and clay mixed. It is in continual degradation. So if you are standing in the face of the earth today and you are full of fear, it ought to change because kingdom people live in that place when they are observing that Nebuchadnezzar's power and resource and wealth and opportunities and army and everything, they are all coming down. It's affecting the Greek, the Greek empire, the Greek, uh, the, 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 the Greek empire, affecting the Roman empire, affecting the Medo-Persian empire, everything coming down. And they are losing their quality, they are losing their supremacy, they are losing their power. Let's push, let's push further. Let's push further. We said that while the earth empires are in downward uh, 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 trend, while they go down, while they are, they, they are losing their purity and quality, the kingdom of God as represented by the stone is, is gaining increase, mass, weight, influence, expansion and occupation now at this point would you say that the kingdom of god is growing in the earth in the midst of all that is going on church um church meeting places the doors are closed would you say that the kingdom of god is still gaining momentum because i've heard some pastors say oh come on is the devil's attack and strategy no while this earth is being shaken everything is being downgraded the stone is gaining mass is gaining occupation is gaining influence and when you live in this place, you're a man and a woman of great influence. It changes the way you do business. It changes the way you do church. It changes the way you interact with people. This is not the time for crying. This is the time for rejoicing in that the kingdom is gaining momentum and that we can see it and step into it. Daniel chapter 244, look at what it says. It said, and in the days of these kings, not after these kings, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which, can, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall, the kingdom of God shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all things uh, and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. This is powerful. And I want you to hold that in your thought. Let's look further. Let's look further. Uh, I think I missed my point here. Maybe that's the fifth point. The kingdom of Christ demonstrates irresistible power and force in, in that it clashes with the empires and destroys them completely. What we are seeing is that in the midst of all of this, it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms and it shall stand. 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 And this is what God is doing. So I want your heart and your faith to be established. So when you hear people talking about kingdom, kingdom, some people don't really understand what they're talking about because it has become the trending, trendy word. It's like become the, the next selling point. If you use the word kingdom, you are acceptable. You are current. You are, you, are, you, are, you are the ones moving the city. No, it is not just about the word kingdom, kingdom. We ought to understand it and we have to practically live it, not just have doctrines and talk about it. How do we exist powerfully? and life extruding out of the kingdom to influence everything around us, to cause things to shift. How do we do that? How do we do that? Let's examine the book of Nezah's dream further. Let's examine, examine it further. The kingdom of God versus the empires. The kingdom, the first kingdom 
was represented by the head of gold. And that is the Babylonian empire. The head therefore symbolizes the brain and brain power, reasoning, lack of being led by the spirit of God. It means that if we're going to exist powerfully in the kingdom of God, we need to be a people who are led by the spirit of God. This is another symbolism of sonship that we can discuss. Where, what does this mean to you to be led by God? Do, are, you able to, are you able to steer your own future, your own affairs and depend on your own wisdom? I live in this place and it is that when he does not steer me on, I'm able to do nothing. I want to depend on him. I want to hear him concerning my businesses. What is the next thing that I ought to do? What is the next thing I ought to do with my business? Because when I see things collapsing now, as things collapse and kingdoms falling apart, some even of your own businesses, your own opportunities will go down. You need to now steer yourself away from human energy, human reasoning, brain power, Babylonian attitude, and begin to build by yourself and your energy. My power got me this. It also speaks of the political dimension. It also speaks of the head, also speaks of political dimension. In, so you look at the people who are the top there, the kings who are confused and dreaming and cannot find interpretation and even cannot even explain what they dreamt, uh, they dreamt about, cannot even tell the dream. It also speaks of governmental dimension. And you see that in Daniel 2, 37 to 38. The kingdoms of this earth are also represented um, as the, the head of gold, the head of gold. I need to run a bit. I need to run a bit. At this point, we should have been interacting. I need to run a bit so that we can, we can interact for some 10, 15 minutes. The kingdom of God versus the empires. Now, it speaks also of the chest and the arm of silver. The chest, did I miss it? The chest and the arm of silver. That speaks of two dynamics. The chest and the arm. I didn't miss it. The chest and the arm of silver. It speaks of two dynamics in history. Now, you can, you can do your research and go back and read about the Babylonian Empire and do thorough research and read about it. Then the next one that followed was the chest and the arm of silver. It is the Medes and the Persians. It's the Medo-Persian Empire that came together. And after the Babylonian Empire went down, after it degraded, the next that came was the Medo-Persian Empire. The chest, therefore, is symbolic of the heart. It's symbolic of the heart. The arm was symbolic of doing, my ability, my power. I am, I can, manye, I am the one that I am. The heart was speaking to a certain dimension of education. But that was a worldly system of education. The heart was speaking of passion. The heart of the Medo-Persian Empire was speaking of passion. Now, the encasement of the chest was, uh, speaks about deception and camouflage. Deception, you can't see the heart. You can't see what is inside my heart. You can't see um, how the heart is beating because it lives in an encasement. The heart also speaks of brutality. It was a brutal empire that swept everything in its way. There is no time to start discussing um, all about the empires, but to just give you these general views, you can go back and do your own research. Now, another thing that was critical that we need to look at is the silver. The silver, the, the chest and arm of silver, the silver in scripture, biblically, silver is symbolic of salvation. In Isaiah chapter one, it says that, and the silver has become dross, dirty. The salvation, the quality of life that we needed to be walking in out of salvation has been messed up. That is what Isaiah says, basically. But in this context, 
is uh, it speaks of false salvation, false hope, false aspiration. So when we live inside the world and we live by this false hope that the world gives us, and like Mami said, that we 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 rather copy what the world system has, not we providing solution, then there is danger. False salvation, false salvation. The belly and tie of bronze. The belly and tie of bronze. The belly and tie of bronze speaks of the Greek uh, empire. The belly speaks of vital organs. You know, in your belly, you have vital organs hidden in there. The tie uh, that is between the belly and the tie speaks of the reproductive organs. These are mature people we are talking to. It speaks about uh, reproductive organs. The tie, therefore, uh, 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 tied to the belly speaks of perversion. Now, you, you, you all know, you all know, you've been watching these epic movies and you watch all this history of, of the, Greek, the Greeks and, and, and how the level of perversion that existed at the height of their empire. You all know that was one of the things this uh, empire produced and the decay continues to live in the earth today. The decay continues to live in the earth today. Now, it also speaks of that which impacts and affect the structure of family. Are you seeing how family structures are messed up and thwarted in the earth today? I hope you are seeing that. I hope you are, you are observing that. It speaks of this, the belly and the tie of bronze. What does the bronze signify? It signifies brute force, hardness, and toughness. This empire was also another ruthless empire that arose. This kingdom was also another. You would have thought that at this point, these kingdoms would have prevailed. And, but where is the kingdom of God? The Bible says, in the days of these kings, of Babylon, of the Medo-Persian empire, of the Grecian empire, the Lord God shall establish a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. Let's look at this. Feet. Um, the leg and feet of iron. Leg and feet of iron represents the Roman Empire. The leg represents strength, movement, swiftness, purpose, positioning, vision. The ability to walk in purpose. Now, you, you, you remember um, uh, this guy in, in history. Uh, 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 is it Napoleon Bonaparte? That's Napoleon, yes, Napoleon. I think he died at age 30, 37. He conquered and conquered everywhere and there was no longer empire to conquer. It represents strength, and it also represents religi religious strength or strength in the religion. The leg and feet of iron represents strength in religion. So you are looking at the landscape of the earth, and you are seeing a lot of infection. But God says, and you ask yourself, so God, would God ever, we see this kingdom prevail, Listen to the stories that are ongoing in, on our radio and TV and the internet in Ghana. How false prophets have invaded everywhere and what they've done to people. There's one musician that lives in Italy. He said he has spent 30,000 euros in buying, in buying this shudi oil and all kinds of things. He has drunk them. He had an accident since 2015. And from 2015 till 2020, he has spent 30,000 euros buying all these oils. It's just God's, by God's mercy, he didn't die. These things, these evils dwell in our day. Let's move further and we will be wrapping up very soon. The kingdom of God versus the empires. The toe mingled with iron and clay. The toe mingled with iron and clay. What are we seeing? 
It's the feet. We've talked about the feet as being purpose, stability. The feet speaks of stability to structure. The feet speaks also of economy. Economy. The iron represents strength. The clay represents humanity and weakness which cannot bond with the, the iron. The iron we've looked at as the Roman Empire. Now, the clay represent all kinds of humanity that exists in the earth today. And we are today presently in an era where there exists a mixture that cannot hold together. A kingdom of men weak, not strong, of nations not strong, and powerful nations that exist. This mixture has created an even, even platform and inability for things to hold together. And I'm, I'm, I'm teaching this to point you to the realization that this is the season that God says, I will establish my kingdom. And I hope you realize that. I hope we live powerfully in this. So in looking at Daniel chapter 2, the shaking and the removal indicates, one, that the beginning of the end of nations and their empires, the beginning of the nations and the end of their empires, the beginning of nations and the end of their empires is what we are observing. Number two, the stone cut out without hands, without human hands. There is, there is the emphasis and the revelation that the stone, the engineering of the kingdom does not flow out of man, does not flow out of our wisdom. It is not the amount of education and school we have attended that will be able to build the kingdom. It is indeed a stone cut out of the mountain and that, 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 that when the stone was cut out, no human hands was involved and no hand was involved. It, is, it has a supernatural ability and the continuous enlargement and the growth of that stone represent the continuous enlargement and the growth of the kingdom of God in the earth and in every system, despite regardless of anything that is going on. So you read Isaiah chapter 9, for example, it says of the increase and of, the, of his government and of his peace, there shall be no end. Beloved, this is the opportune time to live. This is the season we can live and exist powerfully. Now, what we are seeing is that we have entered into an era of fellow, followership of Jesus Christ without necessarily being part of religious organized Christianity. There is an implosion of religious Christianity that, that, that is leading the masses, that, is, that, that um, uh, uh, is causing an exodus of many people to become followers of Christ away from religious prison houses, religious yards, tradition, and classical religious systems. Pick those scriptures and go back and look at them because of our time. I want to wrap up um, in the next few minutes so that we just interact and you ask questions. And you ask questions. There is an implosion. Churches have collapsed. The church system is gone. I have been saying it, and I said it on our uh, classroom the other day, the Bible study. I said for about the past 500 years, the only solution church has had is let us pray. Let us pray. Tabo Imbeki, during his reign, invited all church leaders and said, we are receiving input from every structure of society. We are receiving input from every
<laughs> okay, you will hear some more. We are receiving input from every structure of society. So church leaders, bishops, archbishop, archpope, left, right, wrong, reverend, doctor, prophet, everything. Come, pastor, junior pastor, come and tell us and make an input. After two hours of meeting with church leaders, Tambo Imbeki left the meeting and said the church is stupid. It's foolish. There is no credibility about the church. I don't know what they went doing there. Either they were speaking in tongues. My dear sister, my dear brother, whether they were blowing in tongues, whether they went teletambo, the Lord will take you there and the Lord, no. After we say the Lord will take you there, they say, Tambo, this is um, the constitution of the kingdom. And in this area of society, this is the way, these are input we are making and the suggestions we are making and things that ought to change. And this is the way things ought to be built. Value system, oh my God. We need to step away from religious prison houses and step indeed and become the stone cut out with hands. Now, let me repeat something about the stone cut out with hands. What God is doing, no amount of human education, human understanding, your capacity that I know, I believe, no amount of book written on the earth will be able to influence the structure, the formation of this stone. There is a divine providence that is coming into the earth, and I prophesy it that there, there is a divine providence coming into the earth to mold and shape our understanding, our attitude, and our responses towards situations of life. What do we see happening in the earth? There is a search of the city of God, the search for God everywhere except in the church buildings is taking place. There is a search for God everywhere except in the church buildings. There is the search of God everywhere except in the church buildings. Many people who will go back into church buildings to see God, many people will come back disappointed because there is a hunger that is meant for God, not for church buildings, not for actualization. That I walk into this church building and I feel, ooh, I'm back in church again. After one month, the feeling, that feeling, somebody calls it religious schizophrenia, will leave. And then suddenly you know, I'm seeking a homeland. I'm seeking a heavenly homeland built by the Father. And that is the kingdom of God. I probably want to end here and say that if you look at Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, and you come to look at Revelation chapter 21, chapter 22, you will see that they are all talking about the same thing. And the Bible says that, and I saw a city of God coming down from heaven and began to describe the foundation, the lightning, and that fills that city and that dominion that is being entrusted into the earth. I challenge you, therefore, let us begin to think about the kingdom and embrace the kingdom. Daniel was an exemplary um, uh, figure for us. There is so much to go back and discuss about those verses we look at about Daniel. I leave it with you, glean through it. And the next meeting, um, I'll probably ask, uh, maybe after this meeting, I'll ask somebody to summarize what um, in the next meeting we've learned. You just bring in a summary. God bless you, and let's get interactive. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, just uh, move my screen. Let me see what is next. Yes, so this, this will be the part two. We, we, we get into that from uh, next week.
and we learn some wonderful things. We will learn the characteristics of the kingdom and all. God bless you and the Lord favor you. Amen. Amen. So wonderful. Let's, let's get talking. 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 So questions, feedback. Let me read some of the comments here. Let me just go. Let me just go to, yes, amen, amen. Whilst the kingdom of the world is getting degraded, the kingdom of God is gaining momentum, expanding, strengthening. Wow, glory. First time I'm hearing these revelations about Nebuchadnezzar's dream, especially about the stone, the kingdom of God. Yes, that is it. That is it. That is indeed it. Is. Now, if I want to talk um, further, um, um, so the point is this. The kingdom of God has been in session right, 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 right when the mixture of the clay and the, when the Roman Empire collapsed. How many years ago? Jesus Christ came and he collapsed everything. Right when Jesus arrived, did you notice? Let me, let me challenge your mind a bit. Did you notice that when Jesus arrived, he says, he says that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. Ah, do you catch that revelation? Since the days of... So when Jesus Christ came, God has said that in that time of the kings of the earth, I, God, I will establish a kingdom that cannot be moved. So Jesus came and said, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing gaining momentum, expanding, going forward, and all. This is great revelation, and we want to live there. Unfortunately, when God was shouting, when God was shouting that, um, build me a kingdom, build me a kingdom, build me a kingdom, many people heard it, build me a church, build me a cathedral, build me a temple, and we did the wrong thing. We went building churches instead of building kingdom. Jesus Christ is not coming to this world to build a church. He came to establish a kingdom. He taught his disciples that when you pray, say, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in the, in the heavens. When Jesus Christ preached, he says that if you see me cast out devils out, out of, then the kingdom of God is among you. Come on. I challenge you tonight. There is no time to go talking, but we will catch up and talk more about this. God bless you. God bless you. So, Theo wrote again, it's a deep revelation. Yeah, it's time of going up and not down. As Prof said, the best time to leave is now. God bless you. God bless you. So let's get interactive. Uh, what do you have saying? What do you have? Share your thoughts. Share your thoughts. Okay, Prof. Um... Yes. Um, in fact, what we've heard uh, tonight has really, you know, opened some understanding to me, especially okay. when, when Jesus um, said that the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, when he, when he came to this earth and then he kept on saying the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of God is at hand, you know, um, I, I think from what we've heard tonight has Help me to appreciate, you know, that statement he was making better. And more so when you just added uh, that the kingdom of God has been advancing forcefully, mm. which means that which means that 
Jesus is coming, you know, to the earth was kind of, it had gotten to a point where the kingdom had to now best forth out of uh, the, the unseen realm, you know, mm-hmm. to now manifest, you know, with the coming of Jesus Christ. Wonderful. I don't know if, 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 if that makes sense. It does. It does. And that is what it is. The kingdom, you see, let me quote another scripture. I, I actually put it in my PowerPoint, but maybe um, uh, 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 you wouldn't have uh, paid attention to it. Isaiah chapter 9. Unto us a child is born. Merry Christmas. I read that scripture every day and every, every day is a Christmas. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. He came down with a kingdom. So even right when Jesus Christ was born, the kingdom, a child is born, a son is given. The kingdom, the government was upon his shoulder. And it is the first thing he came. In fact, it's one of the, um, I don't know if it's in the second session or third session. It's one of the first things we are going to encounter in this lesson. The kingdom of God has been enforced and we need to live in it. We have to move away from religion. We have to move away from religious practices. We have to exist powerfully inside the kingdom. We have to live free from religious prison houses. From today, break free. Break free from religious prison houses. Live free and live powerfully. We take the good thing of God and we bring it to the four walls of church and we stampede it to death. We crush it, we stampede it, and they all die. And in an effort, we say we are building church. We are not building the kingdom. Anyway, so who is next? Who is next? Who is right. next? Stephen. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. Um, I've, I've really learned a lot, um, a lot today. And it's quite interesting to know that the only thing that they were able to do was to pray. <laughs> and if 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 it could have also been in the days of um, Daniel, mm-hmm. the king could have said, "Who is this man? Mm-hmm. Who has slaughtered him? I don't mm-hmm. need such kind of things here anymore." Stephen, you said something very serious. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and 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 it's quite interesting that he had a different perspective of how things he saw around his days. And when you look at the people that the king had at that time, that they could not even portray the kind of power that they had, is is equally to what we have in our days now. Mm-hmm. Now we have, um, excuse me. Now we have pastors who are sorcerers. We have pastors who are into occult. Mm-hmm. That could also connote to mm-hmm. the days of. Daniel, where Nebuchadnezzar called his people to come and tell him what is happening. Mm-hmm. They should have, they could have come out with certain dimensions that this is what we can do, this is what we can do to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. But they were not able to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, the life of Christ, you also realize that he, he came for a particular purpose mm-hmm. and what he preached is what he was exhibiting. Mm-hmm. The disciple couldn't do what is expected of him because they also had that kind of religious mind. Mm-hmm. 
and they were doing things differently from what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And if you you notice, you say something about the about the prayer aspect. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, you notice that he always do what is expected of us doing today differently. He prayed in his closet before he came out to act. Mm-hmm. But now we we, we act first. We act first before we go into our closet. That has, that has turned into a religion. A religion. And that is really affecting our way of thinking. And out of that religion, we are enriching people in higher places. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Stephen says something very powerful. Before anybody else come in, um, ready yourself, ready yourself, arm yourself with questions and feedback. Um, he said, if today's prophets, apostles, bishops, Akpop were put before Nebuchadnezzar and they went praying, Nebuchadnezzar would have just asked that they went and slaughter them. Because that is not the kind of caliber he was looking for. In fact, if you look through the whole book of Daniel, you will notice that they didn't refer to him as a prophet. They even gave him a name called Belteshazzar. The Babylonians don't understand anything about your God at all. What they understand is that they have a God that is called Belteshazzar, who knows every secret. So after Daniel interpreted, they gave him a name, Belteshazzar, the keeper of Bell's treasure, the one who knows everything that Bell knows. Well, let's go to him. And at some point, they describe him as the one in whom excellence dwells and all. Look, we have to build ourselves. Yes, though education and all will not, will not, deliver, the, will not deliver the stone in its um, consistent nature with all of God's plan. But God will use our education and learning in another way. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to school, you shouldn't get your master's, you shouldn't get that. You should get everything. But that is not where your power, your grace, your ability to do flows from. That I have my master's, so I'll be able to write this document. No, you can write that document and it will be thrown out of the window. You need to begin to draw upon. Because Daniel went to school. Please, let's analyze this. Daniel went to school and he was 10 times better with his friends than every other person in, in Babylon. How come Daniel didn't go and say, oh, come on. When I went to school, they taught us sorcery. And those are things they taught in their school, Daniel went to. And Daniel's, Daniel was 10 times better when they studied sorcery, when they studied soothsaying. But the guy was God sitting inside a corrupt regime. And he didn't go and say, oh, let me go and pull those notes of sorcery and try to run it and see what it will give me. He gathered his friends by night and they called on the God of heaven and said, look, every secret belongs to you. Give us a secret and God reveals. He comes and he does a PowerPoint and he said, King, that, 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 that. When Daniel went before uh, Belshazzar in the book of son, do you know that Mene, Mene, Ufasin, Tekel, do you know that it is all a mathematical technology? God has evaluated, he has added, he has subtracted, he has checked. Daniel was not, Daniel was not talking gibberish. He was talking in the language of the day and was explaining medicine and was speaking to the issues of the day. And the king, Bible says that the king's joints 
was loosened. He got instantaneous diarrhea whilst he was standing, whilst Daniel was standing there. After Daniel finished his PowerPoint, nobody knew that that was a prophet walking there. They thought that is a bell that is working in him. The king had instantaneous diarrhea. We need to live in that place of power. We need to develop ourselves. We need to read. You need to give yourself to reading, learning. And, and I think maybe before I go to bed, I will look for a certain book and I'll share by a guy called David Walton. Uh, uh, no, Jonathan Walton. I will, I'll look for it. I think I have it on my phone. I'll shoot it to everybody. It's about the kingdom or something. I've not read it, but I've listened to him talk, talk about the book. And I think it's a good material. Uh, he talks about the arrival of the kingdom. And I think it will add to all that we are studying here. I'll share that with you. So you have volumes to read. You need to go back to your shelf and pick that area that you don't like, the science you don't like. You need to pick that science and read and begin to grab science knowledge. You may struggle the first time. You need to go pick something about law and read. Rack your mind, rack your brain on these things and expand yourself because on the day you appear before Nebuchadnezzar, you'll be doing PowerPoints and your question, questions that will be thrown at you could come from any other realm. And so... You come to my library. I told you I'm setting up a small library in my house and a studio. It is all to build myself, to develop myself. God bless you. Stephen, that's good, good comment, good feedback. And we will not allow ourselves to get, get in there. Yes. Who is next? Who has a thought? Who has an idea? What do you want to share? Which question do you have? Something I said which was not clear. Mm -hmm. Mommy here, ma. Yay, mommy. Um, from Daniel 2, um, 44, when it said that, and in the days of those kings, mm. the God of the heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Shall the kingdom be left to another people, and it goes on. I want to relate that to what we usually were always saying from school time, your kingdom come. Okay. That it will be done on earth. And uh, we, this favorite one of, uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, all the things about the kingdom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to this scripture in Luke 17, 20, 21, mm -hmm. um, the B part that says the kingdom of God it's not coming with signs mm -hmm. to be observed. No, they say, look here, it, it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Mm. So I wanted to relate it to the Daniel 2.44 that says, in those days when those kings, you know, when those, king, when those kingdoms are there, that is when the kingdom will, will be established. Our kingdom will will be established. I like the way you put it. So, Our kingdom will be established. Sorry, right. what did you say? I said, I like the way you put it. Our kingdom will be established. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because in the model of prayer, like you said, when Jesus was talking about, you know, the kingdom of God will be forcibly, has been forcibly advancing. Mm -hmm. So as we are learning now, having this revelation to really, like Stephen said earlier, to go back to the basics, like, to have the foundations right so that in the midst of Babylon, in the midst of, of it, we know who we are. We know what we carry as a kingdom people because the kingdom exists in us. Mm. Like uh, in the Matthew that says, we seek first the kingdom. You know, so the king, 
it's all about the kingdom. Like if yes. we really understand and we get that revelation about what the kingdom should be and what it means to us and who we are, we'll be able to make an impact. Awesome. That's what I have to say. Awesome. I like the linkage. I like the application. I like the connection to uh, different, different ideas. Techno Pop 2. Talk to us. I see your microphone is unmuted. Or have you muted it? Yes. Talk to us. What's on your mind? <laughs> so who, who, who has something to share? Question. 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 Or any feedback? Something that is not clear. While you, while you are rolling that, I want you to hold dear to that thought that God's kingdom was established right inside all the chaos. All the chaos. So it doesn't matter what you may be going through. No money. Sometimes the, data to, the money to even buy the data to join the class may not be there. And it's a pain. Job losses no matter what you would be facing, remember that the kingdom of God is planted in the midst of resistance, oppositions, shakings, upheavals, and all. And that things of Christianity, everything is shaking. Finances are being shaken. Jobs are being shaken. And it's not that God hates you, but he's doing something that is ultimately good for all of us. He's doing something that is good for me. Okay, so any thoughts? Any ideas? Any ideas? I just want to add something. Okay. In Matthew 16, 19, okay. it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Wow. Of wow. heaven. Wow. This, this thing comes with an authority. It comes with like as we read in the Daniel, how Daniel presented himself. He mm. knows who he is. He mm. doesn't need to bow. He, he knows who he is. And he, he just declared it. I, I am this, you know. So it comes with that boldness, like how Paul just to declare with all boldness, without any hindrance. And whatever, and it continues to say, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven heaven and whatever you lose on earth shall be lose in heaven. I don't know how we can relate this to what mm. we read and it just mm. Came, mm. came to mind. I, 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 I get it. I get it. Oh, come on, get interactive. Say something more. I'll be very happy if I know who is Technopop 2 power. I'll be very happy. Uh, I'll be very happy I know some people, their network is very unstable. They connect and then it goes off. Grace, what are your thoughts? What, what, Grace, what struck you in this conversation? What, what really struck you deeply? What caught your attention? Just one thing, what caught your attention? What caught your attention? Not just Grace, but any of us. What caught your attention apart from Stephen and even, even everybody, everybody? What caught your attention? What caught your attention? Grace, do you want to talk? 
Tell me what caught your attention. Albert, I know you came in late, but what caught your attention? We've lost Steve. Steve is gone off. Steve is gone off. Steve is gone off. What caught your attention? If um, 11.30 is up, I think we should have been closing our time. <laughs> I'm lost. We should have been closing at 11.30, yeah, yeah. Um, 15 minutes stop now. If there are no, um, any point, any, any, anything you, apart from what we've talked about, you want to talk about, I'm fine. If there are no, not, not anything, we can just spend some short time to pray and uh, we call it a day and I'll share the audio recording with you once the system converts it into audio. There is the video as well. Once the system converts it, anything you want, I'll share with you. Um, I desire that you be praying with me. Um, th these are heavy projects to do. When you do these projects, there are all kinds of satanic attacks that uh, comes upon one of my friends started a school like this and he sent me and said brother please pray for me he said last night i had a dream somebody was trying to kill me he said another time uh, there's the same week he had a dream on tuesday thursday he had another dream somebody was trying to shoot he was trying to was sent to come and assassinate him and all kinds of things just simply because he is reaching global and touching people from pakistan india us nigeria Liberia, all over the place, and they want to take his life. So pray with me, pray for me, pray for resources, pray that God will give me the ability, but not now. That will be in your prayers. That will be in your prayers. I want you to stand so strong um, in all of this. And when we are done, you can record a short video, maybe a one minute video, 30 minutes, 30 seconds video, a one minute or 30 seconds video, and tell your experience, tell how it has impacted you and changed you. Or maybe you can, you can write a text, how it has influenced and impacted you. That will be very good. Um, and uh, we'll see what we can do. So God bless you. If there are no comments, if there are no feedbacks, we want to pray so that people can go to bed. And... Sir, please, can I come in? Okay, Albert. Albert, go. Okay. Uh, I was a bit late, but uh, it's great you, joining the class. You were, you were taking care of your, your pregnant wife. <laughs> it's all right it go ahead joining the class uh, i have learned so much about the daniel aspect and then the book the revelations then the where it struck me very much was the uh, the silver chest and um that 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 is where it struck me very well I wanted to get it clearly, but when I get the audio, I'll replay and listen oh. to it very well. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. We need to pray. I want you, um, if you are using your phone, you may not see everybody unless you scroll. If you are using a computer, you can clearly see everybody on the screen if you put it in the grid mode. 
And I want you to just mention somebody's name and pray for the person. Pray for your brother, pray for your sister. What we have begun here is a big divine revolution that is taking place in the earth. What we are doing is supposed to tilt humanity towards functional living. No longer plenty revelation, but no ability to apply. We want to begin to see how we can leave these revelations out. If Daniel was able to do it in Babylon, if Joseph was able to do it in Egypt, if David was able to live in, lead in Israel, if other people like Ehud, Deborah, Barak, if this man Gideon, a man seemingly defeated, who has no capacity, is able to rise, rise and raise an army of people and conquer and, and liberate people, we want destiny's release. We want people's future taking on a new momentum. And I believe that from these meetings, God is going to start invading your dreams. Your dreams will be invaded. I'm saying, I've not said this in any of the class. I'm saying this in this particular uh, meeting. Your dreams will be invaded where God was going to start, give, will start giving you a draft of your, the next phase of your life and what you ought to be doing about your family, about your wife, about your husband, how things ought to be shaped. There is going to be a tremendous shaking in your world. Your belief systems will, will, be, will be wiped off and God will begin to put something new in you, a new mindset, a new way of looking at life. And suddenly, there are certain things that will not taste good to you anymore. I want you to look at your brother, your sister, and mention the names and pray for, pray for everybody. Just pray for everybody that God will grant that we will have kingdom understanding indeed. And that God will give us the ability to do. That God will grant that we will have kingdom, uh, we will have kingdom understanding, kingdom revelation, and the ability to do. Please pray. Just pray. I'm going to unmute everybody. And let me hear your voice and pray. Even if you are praying undertone, I'm unmuting everybody. Thank you. Le kabrazute derebe shata dadaraba. Le kotsosi kata dadarabo shekata dadaraba. Le zukabraha dadarabo shekete derebe. Ran dadarabo shakata dadarabo shekete derebe. La brozata dadarabo kapara kazekata daba. Yekete ke brozata dadarabo shadalaba. I pray for my brother. I pray for Theophilus. I pray for Mami. I pray for SL. I pray for Technopop 2. I pray for Grace. I pray for Ruth. Lord God Almighty. Lord, this is the season of great responsibility that you have brought us into. We pray that, Father, you will begin to invade our world with the understanding of the kingdom. We pray that you begin to invade our world with abilities and mandate from heaven. We pray that our understanding will start, will begin to shift. We pray that, Father, you will trust yourself into our world and begin to shake every element that is not of yours. And, Lord, that you will begin to release to us the doing power, the ability to do. Oh, Ken, the ability to do, the ability to do. I pray, oh God, for Ken and Martha. Lord, that there will be a release of great power, great grace upon everybody. That mommy will not fail. Tio will not fail. Grace will not fail. 
Albert will not fail. Uh, Steve will not fail. Ken will not fail. Ruth will not fail. Esel will not fail. Lord Steve, will, Stephen will not fail. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that, Lord, this is a new day. This is a new season in our world. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, friends. Uh, it's late in Ghana. It's almost 12 a.m. And on the other side of the world, they may be having 7, 8 p.m. or something good for you. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, when I teach like this, my, my, my night is a bit distorted. So right now, I find it a bit difficult to sleep. But I'll, I'll try to listen to some teachings and, and see if I can read something. I promise to send you a book, so I'll send it. Expect it. Okay. Expect it. Expect it. God bless you. God bless God you. Bless you. Okay, so mommy, maybe when we when we disconnect, just call me. Let me just have a short conversation with you. There's something I want to tell you to pray about. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bless you, friends. Bless you. Bye bye. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Same thing. Good night. Bye. Bye. Ruth, let's talk tomorrow, okay? Let's talk tomorrow in the evening when you are back. Thank you. Bye-bye.